You're listening to Business First Responders, where danger is averted and success is imminent. Suzanne Johns, 42 years making millionaires. Jake Jordan, content and SEO expert. Conrad the III, 20-year commercial real estate banker. Sales and communication expert, Jay Mamie. Meet the Business First Responders at your service. Let's go. Hi, this is Suzanne Johns, and we're here with Business First Responders. It is Friday, May 29th, and we are going to talk about how do you start a business in challenging times. So Jay is going to talk about brainstorming ideas and getting whatever is the new trend that's going to help you be successful with that new business that you come up with, or being able to expound on a current concept. And then Jake is going to talk to you about getting the word out in the first 30, 60, 90 days. And then I'm going to cover grants, funding, and WBE, which is Women Business Entrepreneurs. So go ahead and start us off, Jay. All right. I think this is a great topic because this is probably one of those topics or or, or things that people are thinking about that are in business, right? I mean, if you th- take a look at those that have started a business in the last year, maybe you've been in business for a while and now things are sort of not where they want it to be. The one thing I know about a business person, a business person is always looking for something to be in business in. Mm-hmm. And as long as they're not tied to one particular area, uh, the fact is that they could express that entrepreneurial spirit in something else if they're willing to, they, if, if they have the uh, uh, the ability to take the risk. But there's, there's also calculated risk when you're looking for a business, right? I mean, it's one thing to just say, I want to do something, but then launch into an area where you don't have a great need for. And you could struggle tremendously financially uh, and get quickly discouraged if no one needs your product or service. So one of the things that I would I would encourage anyone who's at a place where you're at a crossroad, and the crossroad is, do I continue with what I'm doing, even though it's not uh, as fruitful as it could be, as it should be, as it has been, and, you know, go down with a Titanic? Mm. (laughs) Let's let's not. Right, let's not. No, right. Or look for the life raft. Right. (laughs) <laughs> and and you have to really look for the life raft that's going to give you the ability to get to land. <laughs> exactly. Right? And so how do you do that, right? The question is, in a world where there's so much opportunity and so many things you could do, mm-hmm. how do you find the right thing? Mm-hmm. So I would encourage anyone that's at that place to really give thought to where their needs today that weren't there 60 days, 90 days, a year ago. Uh, and if you find a need that people have... Mm-hmm and get the right kind of marketing, which Jake's going to talk a little bit about that, you'll find that you will hit a uh, sort of a real hotspot in what people are looking for. You'll be way ahead of the curve. So I would encourage anyone right now to really not only put your thinking cap on, but take some time to get away in, in solitude where you can practice mindfulness, get away from the clutter and the chatter, because that way your own inner creativity is going to flow <clears throat> without any distraction, with interruptions. And if you continue to open yourself up to what might be possible, number one, you're going to get the answer. But number two, you'll also uh, find out what's something that you can get excited about. Mm-hmm. You can find a business that is there's a need for it. There's potential to make money in it. But if you're not passionate about it, it'll only be a couple of years down the road before you start looking for something else. Right, because you make a million dollars and be unhappy, or make five hundred thousand and be joyful. Right, so make sure you find something that does give you a chance to find happiness in what you do. Okay, even if you don't break the bank at it, Uh, but also get around people that can provide input, and most importantly, 
research. Mm-hmm. Don't jump into something. Research. Ask the questions. We're going to find that research. Obviously, Google. Fine. You could do Google, right? Um, there's a whole bunch of different ways that you could find what's hot out there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no shortage of avenues to do research on. Um, but do your own personal surveys. I think one of the things that's overlooked is the 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 fact that you can go around and ask people. Just if you pick 10, 15, 20 people, and they could be your friends, just ask them a series of questions and find out what's the common ground between all of them in terms of what they all are looking for as a service or a product. Right. And it's because if you ask another 20, the percentages are, well, the percentages will probably be the same. Right. So now you're on to something. Okay. So do your research until you find something that you feel very good about that you have the the ability to learn how to do it if you don't have the skills yet. Right. You're passionate about it. Uh, you you enjoy doing it. And that you've got really good feedback that it is something that is on the on on the thoughts of of most consumers. Okay. That's my two cents, Jake. What do you what about you? What do you think? Yeah, I love that idea. And, and I know there's several ways to do that, like you said, because there's we both have friends that went in the disinfectant business, mm-hmm. right? One of them, I'm not sure why, why your uh, friend did, but mine did because her passion is to employ second chance opportunities for people who've been in prison. So she doesn't care what she's doing as long as she's helping those people get jobs. Mm-hmm. She did it in the form of a job placement agency before this. Now she has a disinfectant business and these people are still working and that's making her happy, right? So that she didn't have to pivot to disinfect it just because it's something that's needed and she can make money at. It still helped her feed that purpose and that, that fulfilling mm-hmm. thing that you get from work that, that everyone loves. But then on the other side, you know, you said before we got on the air, you know, don't go down with t- the Titanic. Let's look for the r- life raft. Well, there might be a life raft you need to take the next year or two mm-hmm. just because you need to pay the bills. Right. And you may not be 100% in on it. Yeah, the passion hasn't changed, but the playlist has. Right, right. All right, right, exactly. So I like lots, lots of music, right? And, yeah. and I, I'm a big '70s rock guy, so I, I really like to dig into. But you know what? If if there's some '90s country on, I'll do that for a while too. So you know, I, I think it depends on where you're at. I think it's a good point in that you never want to chase something just because you like it. You want to make sure that there's money there. We talked about Google Trends is a good way to just jump in and say, "Hey, what are people searching for around? Mm-hmm. What cleaning? Well, disinfectant's a big word that comes up. You know, mm-hmm. things like that. Right. But you can do that with any subject that you're passionate about and and get data because we're in the world of data there's no shortage of information it's a matter of go asking enough of the right people to find a good answer and like you said getting quiet and thinking about it and connecting those dots and see i mean forbes and inc and all those magazines are making their money right now because they're Mm -hmm. trying to be prognosticators and go here's what's going to happen and they don't have everything right but they're going to also have some good ideas you just go hop on their website and go what's the next thing that they're seeing do I have any way I could connect into that? Then go do some research. So I think that's a, a great way to lean into what's actually needed. I, honestly, I think that's a great way to start a business anytime, you know, but just now you have to be more careful. We will take a break to support our sponsors and we will be right back. Local DFW businesses, advertising keeps your businesses front and center in the marketplace. The OBBM network offers targeted reach into the markets you want to dominate. Advertise on the OBBM network for radio, podcast, and television exposure directly where you want it. Area chambers and people groups value knowing service providers they can trust for themselves and trust when giving quality referrals. 
Advertising strategically is key to successful ROI. Discover what local DFW business advertising on the OBBM network can do for you. Call 214-714-0495 to find out more today. And go to theoffbeatbusiness.com to download your free copy of the definitive local business digital media guide. That's 214-714-0495, offbeatbusiness.com. It's, it's interesting to say that because the Google Analytics was really fantastic. But as you were sharing that, one of the things that I would imagine is a hot topic to certainly explore is homeschooling. Because mm -hmm. oh. a lot of parents have been thrown right. into the homeschooling world mm -hmm. that I'm they, sure- And they are drowning. Mm -hmm. Right, and they're, 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 drowning. they're drowning in it. And the reality is some parents may have found something that now they want to continue to do mm -hmm. and they need resources. Well, if I'm thinking about a business and just about every mom and dad over the last 60, 90 days had, uh, had to experience a, a homeschooling and what homeschooling is about, some of them are probably going to continue to do it because they enjoy it. Well, what kind of resources could you cre create to make life easier for a homeschooling person that has never homeschooled like my wife? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that's the, the thinking out. That's, that's the what things right. you'll find on those Google Analytics. Right. Uh, but even on LinkedIn, uh, uh, Suzanne, on LinkedIn right now, one of the things that's no shortage of is where the jobs are. If we're talking about people that are looking for employment. Sure. Right. right. Uh, and I like what you said, Jake. You said that, you know, Sometimes if you're in business, sometimes for surviving, you may have to go get a job, mm -hmm. right? For the stability, security, predictability of a paycheck. So that way you can have peace of mind as you pursue the next, the next uh, job, next business. Sometimes it's a job, right? May not and be not, what you not want. Not everybody's ready to jump into the deep end. Correct. Right off the right. bat. Some they people still don't want need, to. Right. And, and some yeah. just never do. They, yeah. they still have that nine to fiver mm -hmm. that's still giving them that constant paycheck. And the other part of that, which a lot of you younger guys don't think about, the health insurance benefits. Because oh, yeah. uh -huh. let me tell you, once you get a little bit older, yeah. <clears throat> I won't say how old I am. <laughs> There's no one in but, this room that, that... But let me tell you, the health insurance is a huge factor because yeah. it costs so much money. Right. I mean, just for my husband and I alone, if we were to do it just without having him be mm -hmm. a W-2 somewhere, we would be paying twelve to $1,500 a month. Sure. That's a big hit. Yeah. Absolutely. And to a lot of people, that's your apartment payment, Absolutely. your rent or your house payment. Mm -hmm. And you're having to also pay that as well and car payments and the credit cards and pay put food on the table and pay the electric bill. That that just is insurmountable. Right. So, you know, when you become an entrepreneur, there are a lot of other things you have to take into consideration as well mm -hmm. um, that, that, that come into play. But I'm not trying to scare you away from this because trust me, there there are so many great things about being an entrepreneur. But I can tell you because I work with banks so much and so often, one of the, some of the things that you need to do, and we'll talk about this after the break, what you need to do to make sure that you're going and you walk in that door and you talk to that bank officer for the first time, you look like you know what you're doing. So that's something we want to cover for sure. Okay. Right now, we're going to talk about uh, a few of our sponsors. So we'll be back in a second. Parting with a home that you've loved? Growing into the next phase of your life? Trust the team at Jeannie Martin Real Estate to handle the details of your situation with tender loving care. The Martin team is your home connection, North Central Texas. M-A-R-T-E-N-Team.com. Go to martinteam.com today. All right, and we're back. We're going to talk about doing a little bit of funding and resourcing money. And this is about 
everything you need to do to be able to start a business in challenging times. So there are grants available for especially women, and I'm going to talk about that in a second. But one of the things before you walk in the door, I strongly suggest you go after an SBA loan. But before you walk in the door to talk to that banker, you want to make sure that you have the utmost preparedness put together. You want a list of everything that you're going to be doing. You need a a prospectus of how you intend to do that and how you're going to expect your expenditures to probably line out and where you're going to put your business if you're going to have a brick and mortar or if you're not and it's going to be service-based, let's say you're going to be a landscaper or you're going to start um, a, a cleaning business or you're going to to do anything having to do that you don't have to have a specific location, then you just need to ha- also talk about things that are going to come into play and then put them on a performa. So those are really important that a banker is going to look at and go, and he will go through it line item by line item with you and talk about where you came up with this number. So if you aren't for sure on where you came up with those numbers, please take someone with you like your CPA or someone that understands accounting and numbers so that they can speak apples to apples with the banker. Because the one thing you don't want to do is to go in there and act like you have no clue because that gives him no no ability to have faith that you can actually perform and pay him back his money. <laughs> that's that's kind of important for a bank. They think maybe they should get their money back at some point in time. <laughs> I don't know why, but oh my gosh, that is that is very important. But <laughs> Jay, you were going to talk about something too. I, I was also going to add that it's it's important, and just to piggyback on what you said, that you have to make sure that you've got all your ducks in order. And the first duck that has to be in order is the way that you're thinking about your business. In other words, your confident level, your mindset about it. If you're going in there with a business that you're sort of waffling on yourself, even though it might be something new, and but if you're a little bit waffly on it, and if you're not confident and convicted that this is what you want to do, that's going to come across in how you ask for the money. Mm. And, and banks and lenders uh, and even grant givers are not going to give money to someone that is, uh, at least they perceive, you may not think you're, you're uh, relaying this message, but they're receiving a message from someone that looks like they are sort of shaky. They're not certain. They haven't done their homework. They have no confidence. And believe it or not, you might think you're hitting it out of the park, but you're not even hitting the foul ball. Right. Right. <laughs> and uh, because your body language and everything else that you're saying shows that you yourself are not yet solid in your own way of mm-hmm. thinking, your own conviction level that this is going to work. So you've right. got to first work on your internal game of, of conviction that this is what you want to do and let that resonate with those folks in, in the rest of the presentation. The other thing that we were talking about in, during the break when uh, before we came back was that please remember you will have the best results and success with a local business commercial bank. Mm -hmm. Do not go talk to the big guys. So because you aren't on their level, let's face it. And and maybe you will be someday in the future. And I don't know that you still want to do that even then. But you want to talk to those local guys because they care about whether or not someone is going to be successful in their community. Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citibank, all those guys, you're not priority for them. So that's not going to be where you want to keep, number one, you don't want to keep your money there. Number two, you don't need them as a business advisor. And number three, your likelihood of being able to get a loan with them is a lot smaller. I won't say it will never happen. I'm just saying it's much smaller. Um, When you are starting to get ready to actually be 
in business and you're ready to go for that SBA loan, if you were a woman, and I talk about that a lot because I've done this myself, you need to strongly look at becoming a WBE, which is a Women's Business Enterprise, because you, in many and in many cases, you have the ability to win bids if you are in a bidding situation against other companies to win the bid because of the fact that you are a women's business enterprise. You you happen to be what they consider to be um, a minority. Let's just face it. There aren't that many, even though there's lots of us out there, there aren't a lot of us that really move into the next level where we are at getting SBA loans, where we are getting grants and applying for funding in, in different cases. And you can also do it as a 501c3. So a lot of these grants work for uh, many different ways that you want to put your business together. But it's really important. And I, I have a, a particular website that I'll give to you guys, too, at the end um, that you, you need to get on. And it will give you a lot of the top seven places to be able to get grants, what you need to do, what the specifics are, because I can't go through all of that here on the show. But there are there are some details. And then some of them have deadlines. I can tell you that some of the deadlines that were in April, because we hit COVID, have been pushed. So if it says that the deadline is April the 30th or 20th or whatever, check, because it's very high likelihood that that's not the case. It's probably now like the IRS deadline, July 15th, instead of in April, because they, they gear those on IRS deadlines instead. So I'm, I'm almost positive that that's the case. So um, before I go into details on that, do you guys have something you'd like to add on that? Well, you were talking about a guy that, that also... There, there are people out there that know how to find loans too. Uh, grants are fantastic. Uh, start with the grants. Um, and, and I've actually done grants in, in the past myself, not just for college, uh, then for school as well. Uh, and, and for business, um, I've always kind of been a bootstrap person myself. Uh, I've, I've worked for other businesses that have gone in, but I, I'm not familiar with, with SBA, um, at all past the fact that I know they exist. So it's good information for me too. Cause I've always just gone oh. bootstrap or grants. Mm-hmm. Oh no. Uh, uh-uh. SBA is, I mean, I'm familiar, but yeah. And, and SBA used to be that you had to be in business for three years and then it was to mm-hmm. be able to pull in money to expand, which if you're an entrepreneur, that didn't help you. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're not in business for three years yet. And how do you get there if you didn't have the money in the first place? Right. So now they work off of concepts and they will, as long as you have everything put together, then they will grant you an SBA loan. Now, it may not be real big at first. It may only give you 25000 or they may give you 50000 It just depends on your concept and what you've put together on your financial statement of prospectus that they'll look at and judge, and they give you a, a percentage of whatever it is that you're asking for. I've yet to see a bank that'll say, oh, yeah, you can have 100% of that. That's usually, so ask Kai's with Yeah, you. that's that's <laughs> um, that's just uh, rainbows and, and mm-hmm. unicorns. But... Um, <laughs> not going to happen. <laughs> but a lot of the things that come in really come in handy are the grants because they don't have to be paid back. Mm-hmm. And then some of them are also things that they are paid monthly so that you're able to, to if you didn't win it the first time, you can go for it next month. Oh, nice. If you didn't win it that month, you go for it next month. And you just keep doing a submittal every time. You don't have to do anything except change the date on it, turn it in until you win it. You know, and, and it may not be huge, but it might get you anywhere from four thousand to mm-hmm. twenty five thousand. Absolutely. And let me tell you that that still comes in handy. Oh yeah. Especially somebody that's an entrepreneur starting right off. Right. We're gonna take a break to support our sponsors. We'll be right back. 
Trusted roofing and renovation experts. Bacon Roofing for all your interior and exterior renovations throughout DFW. BaconRoofing.com. Call 972-772-1999 today. I think if you're a minority, if you are Hispanic or women, I mean, it's it's huge because you have... uh, grants out there that are specific for whatever minority have there, there are grants out there for single moms mm-hmm. yes. that want to start a business. Right. Uh, there's grants out there for veterans. There's grants out there for people that are handicapped. Oh, absolutely. There's grants out there for people that are orphans that who are, came from an orphan background. They were adopted. Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of grants out there. So there's no shortage of money. It's just a matter of knowing where it is. And if you're pursuing a grant, uh, if you're pursuing le- uh, loans through the traditional commercial way, then one of the things I can encourage everyone to understand is the way the banking system works is, you know, uh, the the smaller banks, uh, they're just like a car dealership. You know, a car dealership at the end of the year, it's they need make, to get rid of the inventory. Let's make a deal. Right. Let's, let's make a deal. So October, November, the bank does not want to enter a brand new year right. with a vault full of cash. That, that, that vault's got to be empty because that's what they are looking forward to in terms of interest. So they are very open to, to and very giving and, and liberal uh, in that October, November time period uh, and December as opposed to January and February when they got the whole year ahead of them. They don't know, banks do not want to enter a brand new year with a pile of money. No. They're in the business no. of lending money and giving money. So there's money out there. It's just a matter of strategically knowing where to go get it. And when you were talking about going in front of a small commercial bank, the way they operate is number one, like I said, you have you need your prospectus and you need everything put together on your preparedness and what it's going to take to start that business. But you're you're then going to be going into what's called the committee, and you'll have the loan committee, and it, it is usually nine to twelve guys, depending on how many people they are or women that happen to be there at that bank, and it may be six to nine, depends on how many there are, but they're the ones that actually will decide on whether or not you're going to get the loan or how much of the percentage of the loan you're asking for or what they're going to grant. And I don't mean grant by giving it to you, I mean by approving you for. But the one thing that you always want to do is to ask, may I please come to the committee meeting? Now, they may not want you to stay for the entire time, but what you want to do is you want to be there at the beginning to be able to pitch your cause. You want them to see you. You want them to see you as the face of your business, and they want to know that you do have the passion for what you're talking about, that you you have the ability to speak in front of people and that you can present to the public. Now, let me also back this up. I've also had it where businesses... The guy in charge did not have the ability to stand up. I mean, he was shaking in his boots and hiding under the table. So he brought his wife and she could speak well in front of people. So he basically introduced himself and said, and here's my partner and handed it off. And she's the one that took it and ran with it. Just so that you understand that, you you know, if you're going to do this as a, as a couple, you just go in as the couple and give it to whoever has the strength to be able to present because that will that will give you 90% of your approval is going to be you right there in front That's of that right. in front of that loan committee. Mm-hmm. So it Shark is Tank, huge. right? Oh it is. It's just like right. it's just yeah. like Shark Tank. You got to show up, you got to be presenting, you got to and and if you have something that you're going to actually be selling and you can present just like Shark Tank where you have examples of your wares of whatever it is going to be, take it with you. Mm-hmm. Or if you have pictures I had one guy go in and he put everything on um, 
11 by 14 coreplast. And because they couldn't take what they were going to actually do, he just went down to fast signs and he said, gave him a flash drive, said, put this on coreplast. And he took it to the meeting. And visualization is huge for people. Right. They, if, you know, if they can look at numbers on a paper all day long, but if you can put a picture in front of them, you just made all the difference in the world. So that's what he did. He handed, and they all passed them around. In fact, I watched them passed around twice. So they were interested to see what they were looking at. And of course he got his approval. It worked. That's great. That's great. Well, we didn't cover uh, anything about how to get the word out, but I'll give you one tip as we're kind of wrapping things up here is that uh, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago, actually is collaborators. Is there that most people get where they're going, standing on the shoulders of other people, That's whether right. you believe that or not, it's true. That you may do it on accident, you may do it on purpose. I would encourage you to do it on purpose. Go find people who, what I call shoulder industries, like you're the head, uh, your industry is the head, and there's industries around you that have a lot to gain by doing business with your industry. Right. Right. And so find people in your industry that you're going into, find people that are around your industry that would benefit. Amazon is fantastic at that. People also buy this. Right. That sort of mentality. Go find those types of people mm -hmm. and create some something with them, either a, an affiliate opportunity or where if you sell something uh, that's theirs, they pay you money um, and vice versa. Uh, you give them a discount on your if they come from their sites um, or create content online with them to, say, we talk do to that customers. online all the time. That's right. You hear it, you see it in content a whole lot these days, but mm -hmm. you can do it uh, backdoor too. So anyway, that's kind of, uh, you know, the idea is go find some people that, that you can stand on their shoulders, offer value. You're not just taking the time. Um, but th that's it. And, and if you've done that, you've got a huge head start on people who likely been in business a lot longer than you because they try and go alone. Right. Uh, and you can do it from the start because as long as you have a good idea, and other people can see that, which especially if you went and got a loan and pitched in front of a bank and they approved it, you already have something legitimate that you can pitch to somebody else. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things I hope we can do the, at the next uh, go around the next show is elaborate a little bit more on that, Jake, because I know a lot of folks are listening right now saying, that's a great idea. Mm -hmm. What are you talking about affiliate? Right. right. What does that mean? So we're going to leave it there because I think that's a good place that we can pick up next time. <laughs> All right. All right. So we are so happy you came today, and we hope we gave you some nuggets that you can take away. And if you are looking for grants and funding, please just Google that. If I would use um, the website called Startup Savant, and that's startup, S-A-V-A-N-T dot com. That will give you a lot of the top seven funds for grants right off the bat. So that's one of the things you want to look for. And we are so glad you're here, and thanks for coming. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Business First Responders on the OBBM Network podcast. Connect with Business First Responders on LinkedIn and Facebook. For guest and sponsor opportunities, call 972-639-6396. Business First Responders is produced by Offbeat Business Media for the OBBM Network and can be enjoyed in the Offbeat Business app and podcast directories everywhere. Contact Offbeat Business Media at 214-714-0495 for permission to use Business First Responder podcast content. Reproduction of Business First Responders or OBBM network content without prior approval is expressly prohibited.